Hello and welcome to episode 111 of Hearty Dice Friends. 111, let's have some fun. It's me. I knew there was bingo. Thank you. That's not a bingo number. It's me, your boy, <laughs> Grant Howitt. And there's also Chother Boy, Christopher Taylor. How you doing, Chris? All right. I like nice. being Chother Boy. Chother Boy. It's like a title. Sounds like a bit Alter northern. Boy, but, you know, the boy of the Chother. Uh, Chris has had his, his, his mucky hands wrist deep in the chother, and he's found us some exciting questions. I've, I've, I've been sloshing about each other. Um, it's, yeah. I've got some it's, special waders. Um, it's, it's, built, it's left a sort of foamy, gritty residue on your thighs. Yeah, we don't have a big budget here, uh, so I have one glove. We have, we have one glove. It's a long glove, but there's only one of it. Yeah, so I can pick up small things. No, um, this and is I kind this of roll is, the big ones towards Grant. This isn't a chother sifting podcast. This is a role playing game podcast where we answer questions about them. We design them live on air. We 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 kind of like we're increasingly becoming a broad holistic understanding of the role play subculture. Yes, in perhaps an unfortunate way. Well, I mean that Patreon's only going up, baby. That is true. But let's baby. be honest here: we are not accessible. No, we are super serving our niche. Which is mm. uh, which is a term I picked up from porn and serving them very hard. Yes, wink, uh, wink, audio medium. Yeah, yeah it's, you just gotta make the noise. Mm. I have I a very you, wet think, left eye. Yeah, I think you just see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that sounds sticky. The right. Anyway, fine. anyway, we are going to go to UK Games Expo. We are with books. What? With books, and we've got beautiful faces. We've got we've got our new book. Our new book is is here, and by here I mean in my office, mm. uh, not there, which is I presume where you, the listener, want it. Yes. Uh, so it's here currently, but it will be there soon. Uh, maybe with you, we'll definitely be at UK Games Expo, uh, along with all of our other things and our good friends from the UK Indie RPG League, uh, who have got uh, so we've got Black Armada and UFO Press who are joining us, mm-hmm. selling their lovely games, Lovecraft Desk. Um, uh, legacy after the fall, and others. <laughs> many other wonderful books. Mm, yeah, many other. So, if you are at UKGE, please swing by. Uh, I tell you what store we're on, but I don't know what it is offhand. And honestly, if you're there for the whole weekend, there's not that much to do, so you'll find us. Just look for the tall, yelling people. Yeah, definitely. They will um, all be grunt. <laughs> <laughs> Or, I will be having a nap on the grass outside. Thank you yes, very much. Yes, Chris will not be on the stall because Chris is ill. Yes. Chris is, I was going to say terminally ill. It's not, not, yeah, terminally <laughs> Chronically. Ill. Yes, Chronically that's the word, is the word yes. you're looking for. Chris is, Chris has sustained a fatal wound. <laughs> Birth. <laughs> um, oh, how, how philosophical. Mm. Mm. No, uh, I, we'll be there, we'll be, we'll be selling things and signing things and generally making ourselves available to come and hang out with and have a chat with. So please, if you're at UKGE, uh, come and say hello um, and talk to us about our exciting new project because I think we'll be ready to talk about it by that point. Not online, but in person. So if you want to leak, if you, if you want to get exclusive leaks, go for it. Yeah, if, if there's one thing that we are, Grant, it's leaky. It's leaky. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big leaky boy. Well, you heard my left eye earlier. <laughs> so, How awful. I don't think I, I don't think I'll be able to unhear your left eye. Mm. Why don't we answer some questions and then just 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 see whether see where the mood takes us? Okay. Do you want a serious, hard hitting question, a mathematical question, or just just a different question? Because <laughs> I can't no. classify the last ones. 
<laughs> you I want to give you the though. choice. I want to give you the um, choice. Okay, uh, serious, hard hitting. Is hating undead racism by Gazebo <laughs> Conjurer on Reddit? <laughs> that is an interesting topic. So Terry Pratchett would argue yes, because he's got he's got red shoe, and and like like the the zombie rights league, and. Once you die, you do have like you do function differently from when you were alive. So it's it's possibly that like, you are seen as like you're definitely seen as a different culture. I mean, are we perhaps looking more at the point of being undead being a technical disability? Yeah, I suppose that they're differently alive. That's the guy, isn't it? Uh, like, can they claim disability living allowance? I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, Lich's got to pay for phylacteries, right? I think I think liches are independently wealthy. I think like they they have enough coming in from their um you know investments and right, going yeah. through but going through that? the pockets of adventurers they've killed to not have to but go what down about the, the skeleton? Uh, DWP. Yeah, um, the skeleton in the mines. Okay, I suppose my next question is like skeleton. What does a skeleton need? Because they don't seem like they spend money on things. Milk. They can't. They don't. They can't do anything with it. Healthy bones. Yeah, I think you have to drink it. You have to like. You have to go through some um, wet processes. I'm polish. not a doctor. Polish. Technically, okay. So, I think it's only racist if you hate sentient undead. It's only racist if they wear clothes. Yes. If it's just, if it's just a hat and a belt, fuck them. Maybe em. a shield. Fuck them. Shield. Shield aren't clothes. <laughs> I. I. Oh. Is a barrel clothes? If I'm wearing just a barrel, yeah, that's clothes. Okay, so kind of, I would sorry, argue that sorry, a barrel you know, and a shield are very similar. No, a, a barrel is serving a clothes-like function. A barrel is a forest tabard. What if I've got my cock out behind a shield? So shields aren't clothing. At okay. that point, at that point, the shield isn't serving the same purpose as clothing. It's serving the same purpose as something in the foreground, so we can't see your cock. Like a lamp, like a lamp, or like 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 a colourful flywheel, or maybe like a snake, Ooh. or or like or like That's a risky one. Snakes are flighty, like a balloon. You know, you'd have to be up very high. <laughs> <laughs> I too am full of helium. You're hanging your cock out of a first story window. <laughs> Mummy, what's that? Look away. Put your balloon in the way of it. I. I think that if if the skeleton can think, then yes, you're discriminating against it because that's that's not cool. However, if it can't think, if it's as, if it's as intelligent as a dog, you're kind of all right to hate it. So you're allowed to hate dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not racist to not like dogs, isn't it? No. So you don't think that dogs' feelings can be hurt? I think I think I think dogs' feelings can be hurt, but not through discrimination. Oh, like kicking. Yeah, yeah, kicking's bad. Don't kick. Don't kick dogs. Or why would I kick a dog? Or people of other races. I don't. I, I don't kick. Yeah, good. Good. That's far too much energy expenditure for me. Point is, I think that it's racist if they can think. However, skeleton zombies that lot can't. Mm-hmm. They are mindless like, undead. They're mindless undead. Clues in the name. Very like they are. Like they are. They're basically they're a, they're a spell. You cast a spell and then that. That act as a robot which serves you. I suppose it's very much like calling a tree names. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. So, 
now you've got a lich, which right. is a mindful. It's very self-aware yeah. undead. Sentient. Yes, sentient. That's the word I was looking for. Um, <laughs> mindful hating undead. That specific undead racism. Uh, hating all liches is racist. Right, but not a hating one. No. Like you're allowed you got, to hate the lich that ate your family. If you've got a good reason to hate a lich, cool. You know, absolutely fine. Okay. But I think I think like at that point, it's it's a bit like hating all orcs. Yes. You know, D- just because they're chaotic evil, and we've we've so... got it into my increasingly socialist rants. About, <laughs> let me let me just clarify this: the alignment system. We are for hating things that can't fight back, but not hating things that can. Four's a strong word. <laughs> Don't what I'm fully endorse. What I'm saying is you can't cause harm to a skeleton through discrimination. They don't have the same rights. However, if they become intelligent, if they if, if they if they are awakened, then yes, that is bad. I think also grouping all of them just under undead and then hating the undead banner mm. is a problem. That that's yeah. Because there's good and bad great. undead. We've we've seen this in stories. We know about yeah. it from tales, myths, legends, etc. Yeah, folklore. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm always, I don't, I'm always kind of upset to not see undead used as a like ro- as cleaning robots. Because, because <laughs> like, because like, or like, like, undead as robots. So undead are functionally robots, mm-hmm. right? They just In use, fa- they just use a different vehicle. Yeah, they use, they have a different chassis, which happens to be a bit of a person. Post, uh, they uh, prefer the term post meat, the middle part of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you can do what you want with that, you can tie whatever you want to it. You can put extra arms on there. It's like a load of brooms sticking out his roof. You can have brooms in there. You can have extra <gasps> tools. So you've got a you've got a a necromancer who's got like uh-huh. a dungeon. Yeah. But he's he's a bit hard up, this poor necromancer. Oh, no. And he can't afford a gelatinous cube to clean his dungeon. So he's just covered a load of skeletons in flypaper <laughs> and has them roll around the dungeon. The, so you get in and there's just all these dun- all these sticky undead just like covered in like feathers and dust. Like pushing each other? Yeah, just pushing each other around and they're just rolling on the floor. <laughs> they don't attack you, they just completely ignore you unless you're yeah. dirty. Or like, like having point, loads going to of skeletons you. together, a bunch of skeletons together. Yeah, like fifty. Like, like no, like the the generally generally the only way you see skeletons is you go into a place where where a necromancer is, where they've got something that they want to keep safe, and they've enchanted like six of them to hang around. Yeah, and like, why aren't they out there in the fields? Right, why aren't making a difference? Why? Yeah, these lazy, work-shy, shiftless fucking skeletons coming here to this plane of existence and taking my jobs guarding dungeons. Well, I think, crucially, the, the onus here is upon the necromancer that has enchanted them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, they are putting they are putting those machines to task. Like, mm. is the difference between using a gun in a drive-by and for defending mm. freedom? I suppose you also know? there... And also there's, for there's, agriculture. There's... <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Shooting caterpillars off your just, off your crops. Just, just firing <laughs> potatoes out of the field. I <laughs> I just I think there might also be a social consideration because one of the problems with the undead, while while hating them, while mm-hmm. hating all undead, even essentially undead, is racist. Um, the problem you've got there is that they are a little distasteful. Hmm. 
in that it's someone's corpse. Now, a skeleton, I'm less worried about. It's harder okay. to tell. Like, well, like, yeah, you can, and like, you can lacquer the corpse. You can, like, you can, you can, you can plate it in metal. You scrimshoring can, uh, is popular. Scrimshoring, very good. You know, like, you could even put it in a suit of armor, and no one would know. Mm. Put that, like, I, I know you never see skeletons in disguise, do you? Never see skeletons in full armor. Or if you're a training necromancer, put a sheet over it. You've just raised a ghost. You've got a ghost. I mean, it's functionally identical. Glue some mints to it. You've got a zombie. Exactly. Put a wig on it and you've got a person. Got yourself a wife. <laughs> Two of them I think, together. I think that's another more grey area, I believe. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. Uh, well, that's just like fucking a sex bot at that point. <laughs> I, I guess, but the sex bot used to be somebody's grandmother? God, that is weird, isn't it? Come to think yeah, of it. That, that is Yeah, weird, that is. That's, yeah. Um, that's an iffy one, that. Yeah, yeah no grandmas. I guess if you've got dispensation for the fa- from the family... If it was in the will of the deceased. I'd like to leave my body to sex. <laughs> Is can that we an move... option? No, you can leave Ask your body to science. Ask for a friend. You can leave your body to science, and I've checked, and you can't leave your body to art. Mm. Which is a shame, because that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've had to settle for science. You just want your face just, like, in the lobby of the shard. Or magic. I would have accepted like leaving my body for magic. Yes. I leave my body to wizards. As, as, long as, as long as I can guarantee that it would be used, I leave my body on the understanding that I'll be buried at the crossroads to trigger a cataclysm. <laughs> Some sort of cursed wish. Or, failing all of these, I would like to be buried in state at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Thank you. Your, yours, Grant Howard, Esquire, crossed out. <laughs> Ex Shall we move on, please? Because I think we we are we are tr- like trying to define what is racism is a bit it's, tricky. Is a big question. Um, uh, mainly, and... I, mainly, I admit that I I thought talking about skeletons would be funny. It, it was funny like for skeletons. a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Skeletons are great. And uh, however, when, oh, I'm sorry. This, yes, I am pronouncing them correctly. Okay, yeah, this ain't our lane. So <laughs> we should maybe get back into our lane. I, I do and, have a skeleton. No, that's true, yeah, but you're not discriminating against on behalf of your race. <laughs> no, that's very true. So I'm halfway there, no. Billy Cohen. Oh, Billy Cohen writes in and says... Bilco. Bilco. Wilco Bilco. Says, I'd like to add some RPGs to my school library collection. We already have D&D 5th Ed, but don't want to keep potential waiters... Wa- don't, hmm? don't want to keep potential players waiting too long for the core books if they're on loan. What are the best RPGs that have free intro slash quick start rules? Now, I didn't know the answer to this question. But I knew a bit, and our Discord knew the rest, because they're yes. great guys and gals. We asked our Discord. We asked the Discord people who pay us for the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> to do our work for us. And they they did our work for us in spades. Yeah, so the, the key ones are Delta Green has one called Need to Know. I don't think that's a good thing for children to play. They need to learn. Not like this. They've got to learn sometime. I don't know how old these kids are. Okay. I was All reading right. I was reading worse than Delta Green in school. Yeah, you turn up phone. Yeah. Shattered shell of my former self. Mm-hmm. Um Call of Cthulhu, also free. That is that is somehow less problematic, but yeah. Um, depending on your school's printing budget, you could just print out more copies of the SRD for D and D. I think, think that one. is I think that is a sad state of affairs to 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 be bought into the world of RPGs by your teacher and he and he gives you a unbound copy of the SRD that is printed out on dot matrix paper. Now, 
I'm actually going to argue against that. Okay. I think that is incredibly exciting. When I was when I was but a wee nipper, a young lad, mm-hmm. we used to pirate video games. Right. Yeah. But but way way back in the yeah. in the tape era of pirating. Yeah. Wow. And you used to get like a taped together block of about twelve floppy disks. Somewhere between right, twelve and yeah. sixty floppy disks. Yeah. But you'd also get a complete photocopy of the manual because the manual was the security check to see that you bought the game. Yes. yes it would do like yeah. a turn to page seventy two. What's the first letter of the third word? <laughs> Or in Sam and Max, you had to match their stupid outfit, and it gave you a number and like a on like a, a wheel. Yeah, and I actually, in a lot of cases, loved those manuals more than I loved the games. They were just these badly xeroxed things that used to talk about the world and what yeah, was true. little stories in it. And there's something wonderful about that kind of mildly illicit mm. photocopies, and also like the fact that you can write on them. That's true. And I, I know think that sounds like, strange, but like having a copy of, of of Dungeons & Dragons, that you have no problems crossing something out and going, actually, this is a plus two in my game. Yeah. And having the capacity to make notes and like and, and just, just record hit points for the goblin next to the goblin entry. Yeah, and like imagine finding that like 20, 30 years later yeah, that, that you've nice. kept that. Like, I, I find old character sheets unrelated. Imagine find, finding your player's handbook. The illicit nature of it is quite nice, and I think there's something fun about about the incomplete nature of it. Yes, like and, like and you can like add be, things to it, like like finding finding part of a of a civilization, as mm. it were, finding some evidence of something greater, and we can work with this for the time being. That's kind of neat. I like that. However, um, Lady Blackbird, yep, is a good start because like because that's got all it's got all the rules and all the setting and it's about eight pages long I think and most of that is just character sheets so I, re- I really rate Lady, Black- uh, Lady Blackbird for that Lasers and Feelings most one shot games but I guess you know that already Billy so I'm yeah, assuming we're going with something like portfolio those clear portfolio page booklets and just fill it with random short oh, games that's, oh, that's the thing like a lot of one page games and we've just, I've discussed this on Twitter. Because um, Claire made a point, Claire off the Discord made a point um, that they take up a great deal of brain space to run, mm. and so like I, I'm of the opinion there's two schools of, of one-page games, which is one the kind of like the games I write, which are basically a normal role-playing game, but I've sawed off all the bits I don't like and just given you a core mechanic and like three jokes. Yeah, and then there's the other kind which I don't write so much, although uh, the one coming out uh, today when you hear this, this is not a place of honor. Is, falls into this category, which is a much tighter focused experience, which, like, which tells a single story, and yeah. it'll be like, um, oh, um, you uh, you were in a World War Two bomber, you've been shot in the tail, you're 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 not going to get home in time, you you, talk, you play the last forty five minutes of your lives, Jesus. and that sort of thing. I thought Delta Green was a bit dark. Yeah, but like all that game can do is tell that story. Yeah. As opposed to Honey Heist, which is admittedly you're only supposed to use it to tell to tell about bears having adventures, but that's much much broader idea. And the problem with the with the first type is that when I saw off all those bits and just give the like the pure core mechanic and those three jokes, what I do is tell the GM to become those bits. Yeah, you rely a lot on the pre-built programming of the human running it. Yeah, and, and to their under- knowledge and their improvisational skills etc 
and their ability to make calls and their ability to understand how to use the ability to to, to take a a core mechanic which doesn't perfectly fit and then make it fit. Yeah. Which is which is the core idea of game design, really. But I I just didn't bother doing that design and I leave it up I leave it up to the GM, which means <laughs> which means that the games are really fun, but they're exhausting because after like two, three hours you've you've been on. Like you've you've been making decisions the whole time, whereas in something like Dungeons and Dragons, you can afford to sort of lean back and say, "Cool, I'm going to let the system take take, take the strain here. Yeah. All I, all I've got to do is work out which which of you these goblins is going to hit." You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that part of the problem with one pages is and giving them to kids, giving them like the idea of someone's first RPG is there's not enough guidance, there's not enough restrictions to really understand what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, it's why a lot of people start with D&D, because yeah. every situation has a modifier, you know? Mm. I mean, it's not 100% true, but... There's they, no surprises. R- yeah, they, r- have, rules they have rules stairs. that you can fall back on just in case. They have rules for falling. And drowning and treading water, depending mm-hmm. on your game. <laughs> Grenades um, in office blocks and things like that. It was grenade in a pipe. Oh, that was it. In Shadowrun, which is just awful. Just before we close up on this question... Uh, Dave Chan, lovely Dave Chan, recommended the Seventh Sea Quick Start, which is apparently pretty generous. And also, which these books aren't free, but they are, but they are recommended is Masks and Apillion, in which you play teenage superheroes and dragons, respectively. Yeah, I think out of those, Masks is probably the easiest to get to get yeah. an understanding of quickly if you're new to RPGs, because mm. you can latch onto the fact that oh, we get to be superheroes, cool. And I would. They're very zeitgeisty right now. I would also say, Billy, uh, if you ask nicely, I'll send you a free copy of Goblin Quest. Think about that. Think about that. Um, because, basically, if you can convince me school children are going to play your game, I'll give it, I'll give it, uh, my game, I'll give it to you for free. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's all it takes. I, I remember being, being an impoverished child, kicking a, kicking a soda pop can around. Is this the, soda pop? Soda pop can around the packed earth playing fields. Of my, of my, like we didn't have grass back in my. We didn't have grass or playground equipment. No, no, we it's ha- not that. I'm just amazed you could afford a can. <laughs> well, we found it. La di da. We like we had, and I'm, I'm like we had we had a big hill made of hard packed sand, which was which stained everything red, and so you would fall down and hurt yourself. And there were big ravines, obviously, which they sort of just chewed the children out on. But we had as our as our playground equipment, a rock and a plank. <laughs> or a seesaw, as it's known. Uh, you see, yeah, I, but... I couldn't even afford a can. I just had to kick the poorest kid into his father's Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> Come along, boys. We're going to go play Jag Daddy. It was, it, was, it was such a tough, tough life. As a, yeah. as, a, as a primary school child, I remember, I remember, like once they didn't cook my steak right in the canteen. Oh, what? It was yeah. Oh, you had a canteen rather than the mess. Yes, obviously you okay. can't. You, you, you're not allowed in the mess until you're a bigger boy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Huge boy who's eating all the steak. <laughs> but uh, the, thankfully, I had that chef fired, so it was all it all worked out. That's all. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, Christopher. Oh, please ask. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. That sounded really sarcastic. I'm very sorry. That no, was actually I, I, earnest. I don't think it did. I think it sounded okay. Nathan asks, 
Given that basically nobody has the time for a several year long campaign from level 1 to 20, is there anything wrong with accelerating how quickly the party levels up? No, levelling up is tedious. It's so boring. It's the worst. So the cool it's, bit of D&D it's all, it's what the is getting about. new stuff to do. Yeah. And if you're going to go, well, I'm sorry, you're 8 XP off of getting cool stuff, you'll have to wait till next time. Go choke out a goblin. First off, next time could be a month away. Mm-hmm. I'm, a grown, I'm a grown adult, and although I do have all the time in the world, everybody else doesn't. <laughs> um, and secondly, just let me level up. I want a, I want a new power. Give me the new things. Let me roll on the table. Cool things to the dragon. I think, yeah, I think we need, like, leveling up is very much the point of D&D. Yeah, it's about attaining power and potentially that sort of rise to godhood, that, yeah. that sort of arc. Which is which is fine in and of itself, but the actual mechanics of leveling up are pretty dull most of the time. Yeah, it's but it's it, I mean the actual leveling up is bookkeeping. It's yeah. It's scrolling through a feature chapter for four hours going, Well, I can't take this we've talked about feats at length. I haven't found a trad role playing D twenty D and D style of leveling up which excites me. No. Uh it just it just don't work. You've got a big a big sack of XP and you have to get bigger sacks of XP until you're like, ding, I can kill people better. All right, fine, that's how I've done it for years. It ticks along. I don't like it. I don't think I've, I've been in one campaign where we ever used it. It sucked. You've got two where the GM just decides. And the, the, the GM's like, yeah, yeah, you can have a level. Sure, whatever. Which is fine, but that doesn't really encourage any particular kind of play. There's no mechanical reinforcement for that. Yeah, you've got no goal that you're striving towards. Um, the one that I used to use when I was, I was very into Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. um, was complete an adventure, get a level up. Yeah, um, and I would I would shorten pre-published adventures, and that that works pretty well because like you'd average sort of two sessions, mm. maybe. Per adventure, and that that, that mm. felt kind of a good rate. The other way to do it is just the the easiest way is cool. Thanks for thanks for playing today, everybody. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow um, next week at level two. Just I do it after every session. I can't trust players to level up themselves. Really? I I don't know what it is, man. But when when I whenever I run a game which has leveling up in it, like D and D, not like Spire where you just pick out a power and it's easy. Mm. If I if I I can guarantee that a maximum one brackets one of my players will be able to level up on their own. Do they not? Have they not read the book? No, they don't read the book. I hate the way they don't read the book. Grant. It's really long and quite dull. Read the book. I don't care if you're playing the game. Read the book. This no, is the price no, you pay. No, this is your homework. No, 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 no. This is the entry fee to my cool club. It's, it, our club is not cool. I think it's cool, and it's my club. And it's That's called true. My Cool Club. So. Chris's Chris's Cool Club. We spell no, it's actually case. called My Cool Club. Okay. I I I if I'd expect someone to know how like Ghost Lines works or Blade in the Blades in the Dark works, you know, because right. there's there's not a lot of rules there. But D and D has quite a lot of things to understand, and like shit, Chris. When I was when I was in your game back in first year, it was a year and a half before I learned how to level up, and I still I'm still not sure. Because you refuse to read the book. Because it's boring. I'm exploring. There's the place to get in the club. I didn't come here to read about dwarves. I came here to pretend to be a dwarf and try and steal a dragon. That's right. You go home to read about dwarves. No, I'm fine. It's homework. 
Look, I don't want to have to do homework for my. I don't want to do homework for my leisure time. Okay, like I don't mind now because I'm I'm really au fait with this shit. This is my job. I can turn up and read a book and say, okay, blah blah blah. blah. I understand. I can work out how it functions. But most normal people who don't do this for a living either a don't care or b don't understand, and they have like jobs and things that they use their brains at. I hate it. I know. I know you don't like it. I just. I. I, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's understandable. Nope. Why people don't do it anyway. It's a crime. Point is, actually, yeah. You know what? Teach your players to level up, and then make them level up between sessions. Yeah. But there is one mild issue there, which is there's always that one player. There always is one. Yeah. Who tries to surprise the GM? What did you take? Oh, nothing. It's cool. I'll show you later. Ah, I've got the perfect thing to get around this. No, it's a hovercraft. This is not. We're not. We're not fighting. Yeah. I mean, this this is is a fight, but not that sort of fight. Yeah. Like like. Tell me what you've got, and I'll try and give you cool things to do with it. Don't try and trick yeah. me, because yeah. because because I have, as I always said, infinite bees. <laughs> they will enter you. They will. They'll 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 find a way in. They will flood in your ears. Um, so yeah, you know what? Level up after every session. Fuck it. Do it. Level up twice per three times per session. Let, no, don't do that. You know what? Actually, sorry. Every time a player rolls a one. They level up. That's actually quite fun. Because at that point... It makes ones they're, interesting. <laughs> they're encouraged to roll... Actually, ones are already interesting. Barely. Uh, actually, every time you roll your current level, level up. Oh, I quite like that. Yeah, because you're rolling a d20 anyway. Yeah. And that encourages you to roll lots of dice. Mm. And it means that everyone's looking for different numbers because there'll be different levels. Also... <laughs> You'll end up with a party that's like one person who just never hit it and one person who's hit it in his first 20 rolls. I quite like the other rule that um, when when you roll that, you are you are enveloped in, in a cocoon of plot. Uh, <laughs> this 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 uh, this brightly glowing crystalline cocoon uh, and you cannot affect or be affected by the world until you've completed and until you've at least, and, and until you've picked all your things and done your hit points. <laughs> and then, and then at that point, the cocoon shatters, and you come back out of it, and you can play. But you have, like, if you roll, you have to do it in real time. Yes. You have, you and have everybody to else has things. to carry on. So, like, you come out of this cocoon. Like, where's everybody gone? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I think they, like they can they can carry the cocoon around. That's very difficult. It it hovers, and you can sort of push it like a like an office chair. I'd like to ask you one more quick question. Oh yeah, sure. A snappy little question just before we go into the second segment of today's mm-hmm. podcast. This has been posted by a chicken pixel on Reddit. Rerolling dice is a time-bending skill. Yeah, so I put this one in. Yes. I, this is I, why I wanted to get it in. Is, is your supplementary cool. question why I put this in? Yes. So I don't like rerolls. I used them a lot when I was a young game designer. They and like they're the core mechanic of one of the core mechanics of Goblin Quest um, mm-hmm. and Paranoia. And when I was when I was coming up, um, that's that's how I uh, that's basically that's how I did things. Rather than having rolled the advantage or plus five or what have you, you get a reroll because it's a it's it's a it's a useful universal way of giving someone a benefit. It works really well in wargaming, which is where I learned it from. However, it's not very good in role playing games. It's not. No. Um, like part of the problem is something like if you if you look at one last job. So I think it's the, the second game I wrote when I was sort of getting out getting properly into this. The uh, the core mechanic is you fail unless someone gives you a reroll, 
which works for building story with each other, but it's really slow when you'll roll the dice, fail, and then look up, hopefully, and everyone's saying, does anyone want to give me a reroll? Please? Please? And that's that's just, like, like dramatically, that doesn't fit. It's really not very exciting to play that out. Yeah, I mean, re-rolling is a thing. It's just, no, do it again, but better. And like, and and so as a as a as a fictional tool, it's you saying no and trying again, and just like from an improv improv point of view, it doesn't work. Uh, what ideally, what you want is when you once the dice have left your hand, the 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 lots are cast, as it were. That's happened. Uh, you can you can look at that and understand what's happened. Like both the GM and the player can know if that's good or bad. Yeah, and like understand everything that's coming out of that out of that system. There'll be a few surprises on the GM's part, but you've roughly got understanding. Rather than I've rolled this, unless I want to spend one of my rerolls to do it. So I think what I was the, the reason why I put this question in here was I wanted to talk about methods of rerolls that don't suck. Okay. Because uh, so Chicken Pixels put this in as a time bending skill. Yeah. So basically, having fi- having rerolls fit within the fiction of, of of the world. So in this in this example. Uh, you uh, you throw the knife and miss the guy, and you're like, nope, and then and then and then rewind time to throw it slightly to the left to lead your shot and hit the guy. Yeah, and that means that 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 doesn't stop the last action happen. The action did happen, and you decided actually I'd rather not do that, and and Prince of Persia your way back through it. What else? What other options can you think of? Just, just quickly though, I, like much though I don't like rerolls, I do kind of like that because that character comes off as a bumbling incompetent <laughs> because they need two or three goes to hit someone. Well, that's the thing. They, well, they come off as a bumbling incompetent to themselves, but to everyone yeah, else, they did, I mean. it, they did like, it perfectly first time to the to the camera. They're this idiot, like throat. No, miss. No, I'll yeah. get it in a minute. Ugh. I was going. He's going right next. Okay, right. And then you kind of you kind of hit them. Wait, I oh, like that, that. That's the wrong guy. Oh, come on. I killed my friend again. Uh, They'll never know. Um, (laughs) And I kind of like that, but it also doesn't work as an actual fun game. Yeah, Um, but there's there's something... I think, like, like from a a spotlight point of view, there's something to be fun that's going to be out there. One way of doing it is, like, Unknown Army's flip-flopping rolls, if you're rolling two dice. Well, that's not not a re-roll, is it? No, it's not a straight re-roll, but it's... it achieves a similar effect mm-hmm. in that you can change your dice outcome without spending any more time on it. Yeah, or like or like uh, rolling with advantage, which is, yeah. which, is like, which lets you pick the re-roll beforehand. Yes, which is which just feels much better. Yeah. rolling with disadvantage. In in paranoia, uh, the new version, which I really wish we'd given a proper name to, rather than just calling it paranoia again. Yeah, they're all called paranoia. There's paranoia, and then there's paranoia XP, and then that's it. Yeah. Well, like Paranoia first edition. So anyway, um, we've got re rolls. We've got we've got re rolls in that. Uh, well, well, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I, which edition that is. Yeah. Um, I, I I too. I'm not sure it's mine. It's none of them. Hey, hey, that's hey, that's that's traitorous talk. Friend computer will have you turned into radiation oh, shielding. Oh, fuck off. Re- report to you. oh you're not authorized to use language of that color as I said off color language I hate it. report to your local suicide stop booth stop it um I will no I this whole podcast I outrank you I've got yellow up this, this is over this you is and like, me, we're done we're done shame 
Um, sure. Yeah, the way I do rerolls in that is uh, you you spend a point basically of sanity and you go fuck 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 and try and do it again. <laughs> and you and like the more the more moxie it's called, but the more the, the more sanity, the more sort of cool, calm, and collectedness you spend, you get to keep trying. So you can be more successful, but you become gradually unhinged and panicky. And panicky, and I quite like the no, 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 and like like really <laughs> trying to make it work, and like like at that point the real mechanic works, but it's just not like fictionally it's hard. Yeah, should we make a game, Chris? I'd love to make a game. Shit, yes, ladies, bung in a jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist, but not enough to make it yourself? Krista McGee writes in, don't go in the basement. Oh. So Krista McGee has sent in some really uh, spoiled chestnut on Twitter, sent in some really sort of wholesome ones. Don't go in the basement. Ant Venture, the cat got loose. And Duck Duck Goose, who has the bread now? And they're all, they all sound like, they all kind of sound like fun children's games, you know? I like the idea of don't go in the basement as a horror game. So... You're gonna have you're gonna have to you're gonna have to follow me on the full journey of don't go in the basement here. Oh, I'm I've got my backpack on. I'm ready to rock. Got my hiking Good. shoes. So the front cover of don't go in the basement is mm-hmm. just flat black, but mm-hmm. you can just see this like cr- slightly cracked open door, and a f- mm-hmm. and, and the idea of a flickering light behind and steps going down, mm-hmm. and it's got the sort of cracked horror text. Don't go in the basement. What if there isn't a word? What if there aren't words on the cover? Oh, that's good. Mm. Spine, but not colour. Spine, back, etc. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got this, and the entire thing inside reads like a horror game, mm-hmm. except for the sealed GM section. Oh, sealed. zipped closed or oh. something. Um, Nailed. And what you do is you have, you know, your, your five players, whatever, rocking about this evidently haunted house. Like, stupid levels of haunted. Like dumb haunted, right? Yeah. It's spooky. They're... They're having nightmares. They're worried yeah. about getting involved in rituals. The walls are bleeding, and all the way through, all of the all of the clues are like, "Don't go in the basement." Whatever you do, don't go into the basement. Do not go in the basement. Um, and depending on the the way that they play it, if they play it very curious and they go, "No, we must find out what is in the basement," that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or when you want to end the game, it's a surprise birthday party. Oh, that's nice. It's like balloons. Uh, somebody set all this up. It's it's generally really well thought out and tailored to, oh. their, to their wishes. Um, but the reason you can't go in the basement too early is because they're setting it all up and they don't want to ruin it. That's but nice. They, they genuinely care about you. Um, it's just that they're really bad at picking venues on at such short notice. Yeah, like they only found out last week, so the only place they could get was this, like, honestly, very haunted motel. Yeah, and it's really nice because they only met you like two months ago, and they're going to all this effort because you've been a really yeah. good friend to them recently. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... like like you've you've really you're really bonding. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 a moment, um, and you've ruined it by going in the basement too <laughs> early. <laughs> you see the turn, the turn. That's where it comes. That's where the game becomes beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic, because because it turns out you're the real monster. Mm, it was people. Oh, it was people all along. It's always people. Always people, right? What? I'm so down with that game. It sounds kind of fun. I don't think it's uh, it's maybe uh, one that we would one that we should release. 
Maybe Perhaps maybe it's not. one of those maybe it's one of those art pieces, you know? Yeah. Something you look at but don't experience. Like that game that isn't a game. Well, it is a game. It's just it's, it's just a, a zero it's, it's a zero player yep. game. It's not a game. It is it is um, like like the reason why it's art is because it's a game. It's not a game. Okay. Honourable mention for why is James McAvoy's dog covered in jam by Darren <laughs> Kunker. Um <laughs> It's my dog. Listen, it's uh, it's got it's got apricots all over it. You have to help me, uh, James. Hey, uh, that's marmalade, mate. <laughs> that's the sequel. That's the sequel of the game, bro. <laughs> Marmite. What are you talking about, you weird bastard? What, why is he, Why why is James McAvoy's dog covered in thick cut? Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Still from Darren Kunker. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Okay, Mulder. She wrote. Okay. Jessica Fletcher teams up with FBI hunk Fox Mulder. Now, granny level investigation of aliens. Why would you take Gillian Anderson out of the X-Files? I know it's the worst thing, but I'm sure we're going to put her in something better soon. But. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that we have a party. Or like, or like, like we like, like Gillian Anderson is part of some grand worker placement game. I've not really been clued in on. <laughs> that's that's why Mitch Pelegi did all of those um, behind the mask magic things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just we didn't like him. <laughs> we um, put him there. <laughs> so I want to see a, a Delta Green style, you know, FBI alien horror investigation. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. But you're all nans. That I would. I'd be interested to play a game where you're all nans. Yeah, I think I think a game where you're all nans and like your main skills are knitting and remembering the war. I think it's, so. Like it's a challenge because I'd want to play it sensitively. I, yeah, like, sure. Like I want, I obviously I want there to be obviously an option for some humour because you're nans. Mm. But I also I I don't want to play nans as like um, useless, decrepit, sli- slightly dotty. Wound. I think do- I think I think dottiness should be one of the things that, that oh, is a stat. I think dotty is key. Dotty is fine, but like you don't want them like creaking. You'd, you'd have your dotty stat rather than your sand stat. Yeah, uh, but I quite like the idea of them like of, of murder she wrotting, but without like like murder she wrote, but it fucks. <laughs> I'm sure Jessica Fletcher fucked. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But I just I'd like I'd like I'd, I'd quite I'd quite like, like she wasn't saucy. I'd like I'd, I'd like a saucy granny like, and off, off camera she's just. Banging the killers, and um, and like maybe that's okay, and maybe um, one granny who like who could who can throw a punch. Oh yeah, knockout like, man. Like that sort of that that sort of barrel style sturdiness that some a, women settle into at an age. A robust nana. Yeah, a big robust nana. I like a, that. A, a nana who still lifts up the lambs, like <laughs> like like a nana who carries the sheep in in winter. Yes. Yeah, her. She's eight. She's eighty and helping the cattle give birth. Maybe I just want to play a frontier nan game. That would be quite good, right? Like, oh, 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 oh! oh. Dogs in so, the vineyard, but you're old. What was your idea? Good. So, um, Logan's run. Okay. But the time thing has just been implemented. Right. Rather than like you oh. living in this society, they've literally just gone. No, this we as a as, as a government are putting this system in. Yeah. So the Nans flee. Oh, rebel they leave Nans! These tech cities. Yeah. They go out into the wilderness and they make their own towns. 
So you oh, have like man. Sheriff Nans in the lawless zone. Yeah, and like the lo- the youngest person there is fifty. Cyberpunk, rural Nans. Yeah, yeah, they've got like laser pistols. Oh man! Well, they've got like they've got one laser pistol and like one sort of dogleg rifle. Yeah, which they've built out of parts and like and all. Oh, and you've, you've kind of got like a like a post egg pop junker theme because like they have to steal everything from the from the corporate town. Yep, and it's like their armor is knitted together Kevlar. Oh man, that's kind of neat. Like, like crochet body armor. I may be leaning into the knitting a bit heavy. Yeah, I think you are a little I bit. I do though. like it. But like, but like, like one of the moves. I'd be interested, like in apocalypse, apocalypse world terms, one of the moves could be have a chat. Yeah, and you just have a chat, and like on a success, you can learn what's going on or influence the outcome or both. And like one of the skills is I used to be good at this, but I haven't done it in years. Yeah, like they used to, like I mean, everybody used to do something. Yeah, like the, this, this this then used to be an incredibly astonishing computer programmer, but she's been yeah. retired for thirty years. So she, so she's out of the loop. She's out of the loop. So she's trying to use technology that's 30 like her understanding is 30 years out of date but yeah. she can do it she's talented or trying to get 30 year old technology yeah like I'm like repurposing that and hacking it back so listen this is a great idea frontier it's, nans frontier nans one it's not what the it's not what the suggestion was i've completely forgotten what the suggestion was yeah me too and two um i worry that we're not the people to write this we are not nans I mean, we could consult some nans. Mm. I've got I, none left. I've Do you have any nans too. left? Yeah, we'd have to. That's the problem being thirty, eh? We'd mm. have to. We'd have to get some some younger, fresher nans. Yes. Okay, listen. Let's put this. Let's put this on the maybe part because I really like the idea of frontier nans. I think there's something neat there. Yeah. But let's 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 move on. See if we can't get something a bit a bit um a bit. Well, for example, JP. Uh, the JP Bradley, always a treasure, writes in, fake heart surgeon, colon, flatline. I don't want him to flatline my colon. <laughs> the colon is a punctuation mark. Oh, right, yep. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of, it's like Surgeon Simulator, except it doesn't work. <laughs> except you are provably bad at it. You're pr- well, it's, 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 so it's like you have, you have the same level of control as in Surgeon Simulator, but there's there's like full oversight. <laughs> <laughs> and no hints on screen. No, like, no. turn that, take the heart out of the chest. You're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Also, like, the, the body's just lying dies. there, and you pick up a pair of scissors. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, and so, it, so, fake heart surgeon is a it's a card based game, and it's a it's a bluffing game, in that you have to convince the other the other the other um, heart surgeons, many of whom are also fake. That what you're doing is correct. So it's a, a hidden roll game. It's kind of a hidden roll game, yeah. Except so, so like so the 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 goal of the real heart surgeons is to make sure the patient doesn't die. Yes. The goal of the fake heart surgeons is to make sure they don't get found out as a fake heart surgeon. Yes, but can I also like slightly vary the heart surgeon part a bit? Please, because otherwise this is just spiteful. There is the potential for everybody in that room. mm Hmm to do it so maybe the anaesthetist is fake yes for sure yeah 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 the the nurse is fake uh, mm. the cleaner is fake and and, and you've actually got to save the patient is and, fake yeah the patient could be fake the patient could be just styling it out yeah and 
I'd like to talk in concert with this because I think this is a this is a similar LARP based game. Yeah. Um, to a suggestion by Tad Leckman. Okay. Uh, which is called Immortals Among Us. Hmm. Serious name. Yes. Well, it's a it's a suggestion for us to make. Okay. Um, and I think that this would be an excellent like bottle episode LARP. Mm-hmm. You're in a room. Mm-hmm. At least one of you's immortal. Who is it? <laughs> and you yourselves don't know. You've got to, no, no. The the immortal knows. Okay. The and immortals like... know they're they're immortal, and the not immortals know they're not immortal. But you've got to prove. Like at the end of this, one person is getting shot. Oh, I see. And we have to pick the immortal, otherwise. Someone's and you have die. to pick the immortal. At least one immortal. And the immortals are working for the bad guys and want to get the other people shot. Okay, that's kind of fun. Because I, I, I played in a LARP once where uh, we had to convince we each other... We were all shot. No, we had to convince each other that, that we had to pick someone who was going to get shot. At okay. the end of it. It was an hour-long LARP. Um, oh, I forget the name of it. It was something like Hope Holds a Candle, I think. Okay. And we were all uh, we, we were all rebels, and we'd all been arrested by the government. And the government were like, "Hey, so one of you has to die." But we're being kind, so we're going to let you pick who it is. Oh, that's nice of them. It was nice of them. Um, and I volunteered. I got shot in the head. Wow. And I, I had a blindfold on. I I, I read a pre-prepared speech. It was really? Chilling. Yeah. I didn't get really shot in the head. They just like they had a like they did a loud bang noise and I fell over. Oh, okay. Oof. It, yeah, that, Close, you, you, right? don't, yeah. Well, they missed. I presume <laughs> they had to. Otherwise, you you'd be doing this podcast, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we're LARP designers, Chris. We're not. Like, we're, like we've tried a, our hand. I think I think we can do a LARP, but not that sort of um, Scandinavian LARP where you think a lot about who you are and where you are in the world. Or but more good. more put on a well more put on a silly hat and dick about a bit. Yeah. To that end, away from LARP. Billy Cohen. Still think Billy needs a needs a nickname. Bilco. Bilco. Yeah, of course. Bilco, right? So Sergeant. So- <laughs> there we go. Sergeant Bill Cohen writes in. I reiterate from last week. The unstoppable Iggy Pop. Well, we could potentially combine this with one of your other games. Which is? Uh, Crash Pandas. Okay. Uh, oh. Because Iggy Pop is a passenger. Yes. And he rides and he, and he rides, rides and he rides. Yes. But he's, this, he's in this case unstoppable due mainly to raccoons. So it's it's um it's 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 trash it's crash pandas, but in the back seat you have a heroined out Iggy Pop. Screaming demands. Yeah, well, I guess like slurring demands at that point, but yeah, okay. No, no, he's he, he's somehow like he's had it he's had so many yeah, that's, that's true, heroin yeah. makes him Hyperactive. Harrow makes him angry. Mm. He okay. screams and he rages and he really wants specific M&Ms and a new leather jacket. This time I... only with one sleeve. I like the idea that Iggy Pop has done so many drugs and is so old that he can now no longer die. He's a That's lich. fair. Uh, and like looking at him, pretty much. Yeah, yeah you know? 100%. Uh, like, like, sorry, either, either he can never die or he already has. It's hard to tell. It's Iggy Pop, and this is a this is a. Uh, uh, I'm I'm going to completely undo what I just said. This is a LARP. <laughs> and we're is, very good at them. We're brilliant at them. No, so it's a LARP, but it's it's a mega game. 
in the style of Watch the Skies. So you get in, 30, 40 people playing all different... I was going to say Nations of the World, but I don't think Nations of the World. I want, like, different different power factions within within a large metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And Iggy Pop is loose. <laughs> At first he shows up as a blip on your radar. Then yeah. you believe it's Godzilla, but no. Well, like, well, like, like it's some sort of rock star. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but it can't be Iggy Pop, can it? And then it comes through and it is Iggy Pop. And then, like, obviously, like, the first time you send someone to subdue him, he eats them. Yeah. Um, and, like, and, like, and, like, the military can't hope to stop him because he's the unstoppable, like, it, the unstoppable like, pop. Yeah, like, he and, consumes them for the adrenaline in their pineal glands, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, just, 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 like, rips the pineal grand, uh, uh, gland out, heats it up on a spoon, uh, and drinks it. And, With a needle. Uh, <laughs> he injects yeah, it, like it injects it into his tongue. And I think, and I think that it becomes a game of diplomacy and controlling loss, disaster management. Right, as, yes. As, 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 we, as we, we treat Iggy Pop like a tsunami. Like, Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop is an eventuality which we must confront. Mm. And it's simply a matter of time. And, like, and like, maybe we can reason with him, maybe we can trick him so he goes into a very big hole. I like the idea as well that, like, if you imagine you've got all of these people, in, like, uh, with Watch the Skies and things like that, you've got all these mm-hmm. people in different rooms. And each team can support seven people. Mm-hmm. However, when the game starts, there's five people in each room. Right. And you can only do certain things or enact certain stuff when there's enough people to do it. Gotcha. So you have to take people away from Iggy Pop management. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. To put into another room to get to like get the military building planes to shoot Iggy Pop down. Because right, I high. see. So, like, there's there's not there's not enough. By the way, good joke. Thank there's you. not enough. Uh, there's there's not enough people to go around. There's not enough resource to go around. Yeah. So you have to keep managing people, and you have people like running between rooms. Yeah. To manage stuff. I also just um, realised. And at the end of it, somebody dressed as Iggy Pop kicks in the fire escape to the school hall you're in, mm. and just starts going nuts on people. I that, reckon. I'm assuming buffer weapons. I reckon we can afford Iggy Pop, Chris. We probably could, mate. Just just right. throw a small a, a small baggie with some brown powder in it and see what happens. I mean, what, I mean, well, just just tie it on a um, on a fishing line above his head, you know. Yeah, we'll make everybody wear T-shirts that says "I have heroin in my pockets," <laughs> and then just push him into the hall. But in a language that only Iggy Pop can read. <laughs> Fun abstract T-shirts. Oh God, no! But but He's I really get my pockets. I really like the idea that, like, like for the last forty-five minutes of the game, so people are banned from leaving the scout hall, mm-hmm, obviously, and then, like, for the last forty-five minutes of the game, like, you just you just hear in the distance, and then like it turns up, and then like and then like you've got speakers surrounding the surrounding the sports hall. The last five minutes for the game. And then Iggy Pop, or indeed anyone dressed as Iggy Pop, covered in Agrax Earthshade to get the to get the right tone, boots the door down. Yep. Demanding going for people's pockets. Um and it very much becomes a uh, like 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 the end of a of a slasher horror film. Yeah. <laughs> he just butchers everyone inside. But I, there's two moments for me in that that I adore. Mm. And the first is, what's that noise? It's, mm. it's the baseline, sir. It's, it's. I think, and, I think he wants to be our dog. 
<laughs> and the point where, where people are having to scream over an Iggy Pop track just to be able to communicate about their worker placement game they're currently doing to get quick, planes quick. and tanks in place. Quick question. Yep. Now, I want to be your dog, more threatening. Lust for life, more ironic massacre. Yes, that's true. Well, it could it could instantly switch when he kicks the door down. No, I asked for the payoff. That seems that seems cruel not to have the payoff. I kind of like that, just because like the, imagine the film of it, like the camera work changes. Yeah, like, it's before tr- yeah. it's very um, West Wing. Yeah, and then after that, it's the fight scene from Kingsman. I was thinking smoking aces actually. Uh, same sort of thing. Yeah, same sort of thing. Like Kingsman, not as well shot. Yes, not as expensive. No. I I quite like this. I think that's pretty good, actually. I'd play the shit out of this. I think I quite like like the fact that it's Iggy Pop really works. Mm. Because I don't want to go anywhere near a normal disaster management game. I don't care. No. Uh, it sounds difficult. Plus, I'm, I'm perpetually worried about getting things wrong. Yeah. And I get the impression that something would go wrong and then and the other players would, would sort of bear the burden and of that. when the world's yeah. on the line, that's somehow bigger. But when is it Iggy Pop on the line... Yeah, although like he is representing the end of the world, but yes, I mean he is the eschaton. Yes, Tim Devine writes in Gary Busey gauntlet. Oh, that's mm. a wet glove. <laughs> I just, I come come to think of it, like this this sounds pretty much like a more street level version of the Unstoppable Iggy Pop. It is, but it's just it's just Gary Busey chasing you around with a wet glove that smells of spray paint. <laughs> I figured I had to like get down an alley which Gary Busey is guarding. <laughs> well, he's not guarding. This is where he lives. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, but yeah, like, sorry, it's it's his it's his alley. Well, yeah, he owns that alley. Like, like he spent the last of his money on that, and like he's prepared a series of devious traps. Yeah, but it's like broken glass and a cat he throws at you. And there's, Gary a bit, Busey there's, a bit where, there's a bit where he leans out of a window like a horrorhouse and just screams. The final bit. The final bit. He runs hard through a window, grabs onto the fire escape as he falls and tries to bring it down on you. Yeah, like he cuts himself really badly on the window and oh, he bounces so off a lot of rungs on the way down, but it does still technically work. Mm. This broken man just throwing himself at you for his rodeo theme park alleyway. One, one man, one player plays the the pilgrim trying to get to the other side, and the other player plays Gary Busey, and it's an intense psychological drama. Yeah, but you use the word use the word pilgrim. I I like to think that it's it's more street level than that. Like there's a bodega, and this is just the quick way. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not going all the way around. Yeah, like I'm not going. Like that's two blocks I have to get around for some what, reason. What time is it? Three thirty. He's normally asleep by now. Yeah, like odds, odds are good. He's like had too much paint. Yeah. Um, I, I, get past him. I like to think that Gary Busey only eats sandwiches and drugs that aren't drugs. Yeah, yeah. So like, not spray also, paint, like emulsion. <laughs> yeah, but like only a specific color, like silver. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's because it's more effect it's more effective, right? Like that's the sort of person he looks like. I've never mm. met him. I don't know, but that's what he looks like. He's 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 a he's a he's a big character. Oh, oh, what a frightening man! Oh, did you just look up a picture of Gary Busey? No, I I know what he uh, looks like. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's hard to forget. Um, Excellent fashion sense. Jeff Good writes in golf with no limits. 
and there's a picture of two golfsmen um, hitting each other with golf clubs. <laughs> That's not golf. Well, one of the rules in golf is you're not allowed to hit each other with the sticks. Yes, and we take away the limits. Yeah. I just think... So I've been trying to push for my Battle Royale golf game for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I had, like, Battle Royale... It was, it was like, mini-golf, or, like, like there was, was single-hole, but it seemed kind of cute. Yeah. And it, and it, was, like, it was like, you're not supposed to hit each other, but you are allowed to hit each other's balls. Uh, however, if... Like, golf balls. If, if, it, like, if you see someone else do it, you can point at them, and then a big robot umpire comes down and goes, no, and drags you out of the game. Mm. Like, I think golf with no limits... Like, there are 100 players, five balls, randomly dropped, a single hole, and you can and should murder each other. So, when things are dropped, mm-hmm. when the balls are dropped, uh, they, I'm <laughs> guessing they <laughs> guessing they all have golf clubs. They're issued a golf club. No, you, you've got to find the golf club. Okay, let's see. This is where I'm going with this. Because like, you, you can just slap it, otherwise. Yeah, you can just you pick it up and run with it. Who cares? No, 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 no. You can throw it, but you can't run with it. Oh, so th- so there are limits. Yes. Okay, so golf with no limits. These Go- are the sorry, limits. Sorry, sorry. Golf with one limit. Golf. So you're not allowed to pick up the ball. Anything else? You've got fine, to get yeah. it in the hole. Yeah. Right. Can I? Oh, you've got to get it in the hole. That seems like a limit to me. Can I leave the arena? Uh, if 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 it's funny for you to do so, where, cool. where are you going with this? I don't know. I'm just like I'm just leaving to go and get a gun. Okay. I'll be back in a, in an hour. Okay, no, yeah, okay, you know what, Chris, yeah, there are more <laughs> limits than none on this. That's my point. I, I just find golf with no limits is just, it's unfeasible, it's untenable, you can't have that. You've got to the limit only golf. Rule, the only rule is follow every rule in this book of rules. <laughs> you've, you've got to put sanctions on golf. Yeah, okay. Okay, you've got to have, like, trade embargoes on golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, golf is too wild. It's too crazy and it's too dangerous not to be limited. You know how there's, um, like, fast cricket? 2020 cricket, I think mm-hmm. they call it. T20. And there's fast rugby. I think they call it Rugby X. That's a good name for it. We need... I just saw an advert for it on a train. I presume it's the source. It's the same thing. We need fast golf. Yeah, or good golf. Look, golf is calm. Gol- I you, used you can, to play golf, Grant. It's just walking, man. Um... You walk and I've then you been, hit a ball. Have you ever been on a golf club with golfers? I tried to avoid it. It is the least calm thing I've ever seen. Everybody has like veins just stressing on their necks. Oh. They're so tense. They're so tense. I think it's maybe 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 it's more tense but less exhausting, say, than than your footballs, your rugby's. For sure, you're not running about, but like the mental strain, like they're sweating. Mm. Actually, is driving ranges just fast golf? That's what. Yeah, that's that's fast golf. But like, Dri- like driving range, I guess if you, you put, if you put a hole on a yeah. driving range, that's yeah. fast golf. Because otherwise, yeah. all you're doing is aiming for the range signs. Yeah, and that's that's not good. Or trying to knock somebody else's ball out of the air, which is mainly impossible. You get a hundred points for that, though. Yeah, that's good. If only there was some way to count them. And you get the hat. A hat, special hat. Yeah, the golf hat. <gasps> I was not privy to the golf hat. Well, you've never hit a ball out there. No, I haven't. Tell me what our game is, Chris. I think we've we've narrowed it down to the unstoppable Iggy Pop. Um, Logan's Nan. I I think it's Iggy Pop, but we just call it Poppers. No, no, we have to call it the unstoppable Iggy Pop. Oh. Because one great name, mm-hmm. and two, unstoppable Iggy Pop 
a diplomacy-focused mega game. Yes. R- rather than poppers, which also implies like it's maybe a Scandinavian LARP about being gay. Possibly. Well, I mean, if, if that's a sub-game that you want to play in there, you know, fine, whatever. I ain't going to stop you. <laughs> Pop on nangs. I... <laughs> Whippets for the older. I I think friends. there's something really charming about it. I think I think the the moment that I fell in love with it was the music. Yes, I think that was the crucial point where you get this kind of audio timer. Yeah, and it's and it's like and it's and it's like increasingly like grinding. But like and it's distorted. a good song. It's a great song, but it is just the first eight bars for three it, for forty five minutes, and it goes too far. Yeah, the, the dials are changed too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Iggy Pop arrives, and the game rapid like the game rapidly switches from theoretical disaster prevention to real time disaster prevention. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing this as a proper LARP, like I can imagine that, like at this point, the doors of certain cabinets just open, mm, and there's guns and in inside there. are LARP weapons, mm. and you have to bring down the pop. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work out how to do it because, like, I I, I want airsoft. For the mm. like, I want like a gas-powered airsoft pistols for the noise, but it'd be very hard to get a volunteer for Iggy Pop because that man cannot wear shirts, so he he can't have any protection. But if we get the real Iggy Pop, he doesn't take damage. Yeah, but he can wear like really big sunglasses, so he, he like his eyes are. Protected. Oh, his eyes are fine. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's just getting shot in the in the unprotected chest with a gas uh, pistol might hurt. You are you are gonna have a stingy nipple. Yeah, I mean that might come off. Yeah, but I mean, like, what hasn't fallen off Iggy Pop at one time? That's or true. Again, like, the, the problem is this is an actor playing Iggy Pop. Mm, I still think it, we could probably get the real Iggy Pop, honestly. Well, well, we'll we'll see what budget we've got left after we hire the church hall. Well, we've we've got a tenor. Okay. And honestly, I think he'd be up for it. Yeah, I get. You know what? Let's let's see how much. Let's let's take that ten pounds, and we'll see how how how, how much heroin adjacent looking things we can buy. So stuff which looks mm-hmm. like heroin but isn't. And and like and and oh, oh, actually, Chris, enough to fool Iggy Pop. Mm. That man can hear yeah. heroin. That yeah, man does know his heroin. Look, but no, I genuinely, I think like if if anybody is going to be up for this, it's going to be Iggy Pop. I mean, yeah, probably. Like he seems more down than Ozzy Osbourne. Right? Like, can you imagine trying to get Bowie to do something like this? Not now, obviously. Yeah, like, but, like especially difficult now he's dead. But, yeah, but like Bowie would like I don't understand. I think if you I'm if you could good. if you could convince Bowie it was art, maybe, maybe because like yeah. he, but he, like, he just Pop would stuff. be like, that sounds hilarious. I think I when do you need me? I think like I'd like tell them. I think actually actually he'd do this. Mm. Um, we couldn't tell anyone he pops in the game. No, it would have to be a surprise when he came. <laughs> A surprise! That it's actually Iggy Pop in an Iggy Pop life. A surprise to 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 him and the players. Oh god! All right. Also, we need to we need to not get arrested for all the heroin on the premises. None of it's real heroin. Some of it is. Yeah. Okay. We have, we we have, we have. Otherwise, he's not coming. He, if he can't smell it in the building, he's not coming in. Yeah. Like we we have to have some some some. I suppose Judas heroin to lure him in. Mm. Just mix a little pinch, like a holistic amount, into each bit of the fake heroin. <laughs> He just he he just leans down and picks out the single crystal. Very <laughs> but good. But with his tongue. Very good. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dies Friends. I think it's become apparent how little we know about drugs. <laughs> uh, the big drugs. The big drugs. Yes. Like, well, I don't I don't know the difference between the um, little drugs. Well, I don't know the difference between the kinds of marijuana. 
No, apparently there are different kinds. There's, there's, there's different kinds. Don't don't I'm what you would call an enthusiast. <laughs> we, we, our good boys, Grant, we take what we're given. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some money for drugs so we can lure Iggy Pop to an undisclosed location, probably a school. Um, it's with boffer weapons. And hit what? And gas powered weapons. Gas powered <laughs> Yeah, cool, man. I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm, shoot me. Matt, Matt Mercer? I'm, I'm Matt Mercer. Hi, I'm Matt Mercer. Why are you Iggy Pop? You're more expensive than Iggy Pop. I tried heroin one time. Oh, I had okay. To sell my yeah. That's why you look identical to Iggy I'm Pop Matt now. Mercer. Yes, you can go to Patreon and give us some money to buy drugs uh, to lure in either Matt Mercer or Iggy Pop. And to keep the show running and, you know, put food on our tables and stuff, which is nice. Mainly that, also come and hang out in the Discord. You can ask questions, you know, be be friends with us. Um, And, like, you can be friends with us, but you have to pay. That's the rule. No, actually, actually, legit, I I really like the people on the Discord. It's It's really nice. It's really lovely. It's, it's like, so, like, Chris, you and I started this as something to do Mm -hmm. because, because because we were told... Uh, that we should do a podcast by several people. And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll give it a go. But it's genuinely become a valuable support network for the brilliant people. So thank you, all of you, for, for listening and sharing the show and being cool. Um, that's us, I think. Yeah, we out. We out. Have a good weekend. We'll see you at UK Games Expo. Yep. There might not be an episode next week. Might not be. If we, the, we'll, we'll see. We only have most of a week to get one done, so I don't know if we can handle that. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, well, I mean, like, so joking aside, we've, we've got to prepare for UKGA, yeah, we've so got we'll see, we'll, we'll see what's happening with that, but we'll see. Uh, so hopefully, all things, all things, uh, good, all things good, all things show and beautiful, all things good, show come out Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.